0: Welcome back to another edition of the Perp Light Podcast. This is the 16th episode of Perp Take, where we do a weekly review of all the biggest news in sports. This is Jamie White, joined with Tyler Zeman, and the long-awaited return of Adam Goldsboro and Nate or Nathaniel Brysinger. Today, we're going to be talking about the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs with a twist, and UFC Fight Night 151. All right, first we're going to talk about the NHL playoffs with Hockey Insider Nate or Nathaniel Breisinger,
1: the Frosted Tip legend himself. All right, so the second round of the NHL playoffs are coming to a close here in the next few days. Some of the series that are already done are actually both of the Eastern Conference semifinal series. Uh, The first one, Carolina Hurricanes took care of the New York Islanders in four games. Uh, Carolina was just sort of all over them. Uh, The Islanders had no chance. Robin Leonard sort of disappeared in this series. And, uh, you know, Peter Murazik played well for the Hurricanes. And then Curtis McElhenney had to come in for uh, the Hurricanes as well later in the series, you know, uh, providing a little bit of a spark there in their Game 3 and Game 4. Uh, they scored a total of 10 goals in their last two games in the series. Obviously, Carolina playing well offensively. Tevu, Teravine really picking it up for them. Uh, Justin Williams providing... A great amount of leadership for them. And then on the other side of the Eastern Conference, uh, Columbus took on Boston Bruins and Boston Bruins just last night. Uh, took them out in six games. Boston shutting out Columbus on their own home ice. Tuka Rask stood on his head, uh, out-battled Sergei Bobrovsky on the Columbus end of things. Uh, and Columbus, you know, sort of a, a more high-powered offense than years uh, past years and but they just couldn't get it done once again I mean it was their first ever second round for their franchise but they couldn't keep it going after this round so do you think this is disappointing
0: because obviously the loss to Boston's disappointing but they did sweep the number one seed Tampa Bay Lightning so do you think like for the fan base and the franchise like they could have easily went deeper
1: Oh uh, yeah I mean after beating the number one team in four games, I mean you sort of sort of gotta kind of expect that you're gonna go deeper especially the team that they've built through the through the trade deadline, acquiring Matt Shane, Ryan DeZingle, uh, and other guys, you know, they definitely had the team to do it. And, you know, they faced the Boston teams that's really has a really good core, really good group, and just they're much more experienced and so I think, you know, Boston was able to handle Columbus. And now Boston and Carolina little preview. I'm not really supposed to talk about it. These two teams, last time they faced off each other, 2009, semifinals. The only other player from Carolina on that team that's still playing now, Justin Williams, and actually their coach, Rod Brendan Moore, played on that team. So let's go over to the West now, though. And two Game 7s coming up, Dallas Stars versus St. Louis Blues. Uh, the series has been back and forth. Dallas did win uh, games 4 and 5, and... But St. Louis has uh, bounced back, was able to force a Game 7, winning 4-1. And so now we have a Game 7. And I think that's going to be definitely an interesting matchup. Uh, ben Bishop went down with an injury in Game 6. He's going to be back. Again, hopefully he'll. Hopefully they look to, for him to stand tall. And... All right, Nate, uh, what do you think about the matchup between the Avalanche and the Sharks? Well, that one's going to a Game 7 as well. This series has been completely back and forth. Uh, no one has won two games in a row, but here coming into a Game 7, Colorado looks to do so. Colorado was facing elimination in Game 6, and they ended up winning 4-3 in overtime thanks to Gabriel Landeskog. Uh, Colorado has had seen some production from some of their younger players, JT Comfort, two goals in Game 6. Uh, Miko Rantanen has really stepped up. And then their leadership from Gabriel Landeskog and Nathan McKinnon has really been important for them and then over on San Jose side of things they look to win another game 7 as they did against Vegas where they were down 3 goals came all the way back late in the third period um but San Jose has really looked for a lot of their offensive production surprisingly from their defense game 6 featured three goals from all from defensemen one from Brent Burns two from Mark Edward Vlasic uh and you know i mean it's a hot topic in in hockey i mean a lot of people discuss whether offense comes from defense. And, you know, for San Jose, it has because, I mean, their defensive play back, um, starting with Martin Jones and then the rest of their defensemen, including Eric Carlson and then Vlasic and Burns, really stepped up, provided that spark, you know, filling in whenever the offense goes quiet. And so it's definitely going to be a great matchup to see in Game 7 between the Sharks and the Avalanche. All right, here to talk about the NBA
2: playoffs, the long-awaited return of
0: Adam Goldsboro.
2: All right, so I'm happy to be back, first of all, and let's get right into it. Yeah, don't so, ever
0: leave us again, please. I we won't. missed you. I won't, I'm we sorry. We had to have Mitch on. No, we love Mitch. I'm sorry. But still.
2: All right, so let's just have a quick one rundown of the series. In the East, we have the Raptors and the Sixers tied 2-2, and with, with uh, some amazing performances from Kawhi Leonard. The guy's averaging... I think he's had. I think the lowest points he's had is thirty three in one game, which mm. is really good. He had forty eight one game, and then story for the Sixers, they uh, it's really whatever Joel Embiid feels like. If Joel Embiid doesn't play well, which he hasn't in one of the two of these games, they just lose. And and honestly, it's it all depends on Embiid's health and whether he can even play or not. Yeah, he, it, I think
0: the series is definitely going to be determined on whether he's healthy or not. Um... Jimmy Butler has really uh, taken a leadership role for the team, and he's performed pretty well. But yeah. still, you need that key piece that yeah.
2: Embiid provides. Also, they need some help from Ben Simmons. The dude has not scored above 15 points the entire series. Mm. That's frankly not very good for a player who many of us thought, you know, is going to be a superstar the this The next league. LeBron James, Yeah, he just said. needs to be better. He needs to find a way to score even though he can't shoot. And then, let's move down to the Bucks and the Celtics. Obviously, Paul Pierce said, after Game 1, that the Celtics were going to win this series. Probably a little biased. Yep, they are not going to win this series, probably. <laughs> as Milwaukee is taking the 3-1 lead on the back of George Hill, Pat Connaughton, and Giannis. <laughs> and man, it, Giannis is just insane. He's uh, He's basically Ben Simmons, but more athletic and can actually score in the playoffs, even though he can't shoot. So... Really it's just I think amazing to see how Giannis has done and I think he's probably gonna win the
3: MVP eventually here soon. So Soon. Yeah.
2: Alright, uh Zeman, you wanna give us a
0: quick rundown of what's going on in the Western Conference.
3: All right, so to start, uh the Nuggets and the Trailblazers are both uh have two wins so far this series, are tied to a piece and the nuggets just recently beat the trailblazers 116-112 um, it was a pretty exciting matchup but you know th- those teams aren't really the main focus uh, on this side of the bracket the warriors and the rockets however the rockets have bounced back um, and like i said before they're kind of playing this underdog role as they feel like last year their trip to the the conference finals was taken or Until the nba finals was taken away by the warriors and some bad calls by the refereeing they most recently beat the warriors 112 to 108 and james harden has just been going off and he's keeping his historic season um alive and really fighting he he really wants this and you can see the rest of the team is feeding off of his performance
0: yeah it'll certainly be interesting to see how the teams uh move on after a very uh contested uh series um But I did promise a twist. Uh, Paul Pierce has sort of been going off on the several shows that he uh, attends. Who is Paul Pierce better than? We are bringing you our special edition of who is Adam Goldsboro better than? Because we figured he's a legend. He just came back. This is like, never mind, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say Jordan coming back to the Wizards, but that was an ugly comeback. This is Jordan coming back to the Bulls, and Adam is in full effect. So, Adam,
2: are you better than playoff Kyle Lowry? Oh yeah, come on! <laughs> Kyle Lowry has scored zero points in two games, and he's an All Star in the playoffs. I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for the guy. I mean, ever since DeMar DeRozan left him, he's just been—it's like going through a bad break. He's a lost I, puppy, man. I, I know he—he he gained like forty-five pounds, and <laughs> like since the All Star break, I don't know how. But man, Kyle Lowry needs to get his stuff together because it. Right now, I'm better than him. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Grant, I always was
0: better. I always, <laughs> I always was better than him. Right? right, the confidence is key. It's not arrogance, it's confidence. Okay, are you better than DeMarcus Cousins?
2: I mean, seeing as he's injured right now and can't move. But, like, are you still better than him, though?
0: Like, oh, do yeah. you think he could handle you? Yeah,
2: I wouldn't get thrown out of the game as much as he does. I mean, <laughs> the guy does lead the league in, in ejections, I'm pretty sure. So. All right, I, I, I got to say I'm better. Are you better than TJ McConnell? TJ McConnell, no, that man's a legend. I'm not better than him. Not better than him at all. If you had
0: to compare him to one all-time great, who would you compare him to? Um, John
2: Stockton, but if John Stockton was like 10 times better. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. Okay. And
0: I have a question for Zeman. Are you better than a broken backed Joel Embiid?
3: Well, considering I'm very small, I do, however, not get injured. Okay. So I feel, consistently over a season, I could have more effect on my team. Yeah. Okay. Not just by sitting on the bench and causing a lot of drama.
0: And yeah. Bryce Singer. Do you even know what a basketball is? No. Okay. So with that in mind, do you think you could score more points than Ben Simmons? No. <laughs> okay. Thank you. As I I did promise a twist and. And one real. one last thing. I yes. think we're all
2: better than Joel Embiid because we would have went at we would have went with Rihanna. Oh. I think we can all agree with that.
3: As we enter the last round, Jamin will be talking about UFC Fight Night One Fifty One. All right, so UFC Fight Night One Fifty One held
0: over the weekend on Saturday in Ottawa. Um, great uh, main event between Donald Cowboy Serroni and Ali Aquinta. Uh, Cerrone making his comeback to the uh, lightweight division after spending years at welterweight, Um, and he had a great performance uh, earlier in the year. The first uh, broadcast UFC fight on ESPN against Alexander Hernandez. So, coming into this fight against Ali Aquinta, he knew it was going to be a tough matchup. And I, Aquinta is a tough guy. I mean, he he really does have a chin on him. Um, He's looking to propel himself into championship. Status again, he lost uh, his only chance uh, previously against Habib Nurmagomedov, who's just an absolute beast of the sport. Um, But this was a great fight to watch. Donald Cerrone has sort of always been one of those fighters that are great to watch. He's super fun, uh, but he's going for that legend status now. Every time he steps in the octagon now, a new record is set by him. You know, whether it's uh, the amount of strikes he has in a round, uh, the amount of UFC fights, the amount of wins he's had in the UFC or under Zufa organization. So uh, this would go the full five rounds. There were times where um, even Cerrone was rocked uh, early in the first two rounds. Iaquinta would be caught off balance, and Cerrone would actually come in great ground and pound. It was almost a surprise that Iaquinta did not end up uh getting knocked out, but it would go the full five rounds and it's it was a really remarkable fight for cowboy as he uh captures another win thirty six and eleven uh, is his professional record um, in mixed martial arts and he's really looking for that title shot now he's never really focused on that until now but you know they've been calling him dad daddy Cerrone. you know he's three and oh as a father uh, he's saying you know i gotta build my boy a pool so he's really looking for that championship uh, com- uh competitive state right now uh or Connor mcgregor who's been ducking him uh, as of recently there was supposed to be a great fight between him and mcgregor mcgregor has since retired supposedly and he's doesn't seem like he's gonna be coming back to the octagon but you know as for now the lightweight division is gonna be very interesting there's obviously going to be the Championship fight between uh Habib Nurmagomedov, uh, Nurmagomedov and the uh, interim champion Dustin Poirier uh, earlier or psh, sorry later this year when uh Habib is finishes uh suspension so that'll happen and there's still great fighters uh, in his way people like Tony Ferguson uh to compete for the title so it should be really fun to watch the UFC in the coming months especially in this lightweight division who's that is always uh, star studded. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Perp Light podcast. This has been Perp Tech, where we do a weekly review of all the biggest news in sports. This has been Jamin White, joined with Tyler Zeman, Adam Goldsborough, and Nathan or Nathaniel Breisinger now signing off.